Good morning on Wednesday the 4th. This is now the fourth, you wouldn't know this, this is the fourth chance at starting this podcast over because I trying to do the scorecard for yesterday and end up with too much time on it, uh, trying to have things of value. NBA had the two leans yesterday that, you know, would have and could have doesn't count. So they were just would have and could have bets. I mentioned that the uh, second game on a two-game home set uh, and when the home team lost the first, is a good opportunity to take the home teams. And both of them won. I didn't play them. NHL, uh, crazy stuff there. Really, I mentioned there's really not a play. A lot of plays in the game. I felt that the Rangers only play at minus 130. did a little pizza and beer parlays. We needed all three of the favorites to come in. It didn't happen. Uh, the Rangers game, that's crazy. I'll probably bet them again tomorrow. I'll have to see if the goalies in traction, Chester and the Raiders played almost two full games in one night, faced 80-plus, like 85 shots, I think, 84, 85, 86, something like that, shots on goal, which is nuts. Uh, Pittsburgh did not lead in the entire game. We're talking 105 minutes and 58 seconds, two overtimes and 558. So in actual seconds, we got times 60, 6,358 6, seconds. And they led for zero seconds of that game. Obviously, when the final goal was, goal was scored in overtime, the game was over. There's no, nothing more to the clock stopped at that point and it's done. So yeah, it was tied at two to two and then three to three. Three to three was over 60 minutes. Two to two wasn't very long. And then the Rangers are up the rest of the time, one nothing, two nothing, and three to two. They didn't get it done. That's how it bounces sometimes. Uh, and the if you could have taken all three favorites, Florida, Colorado, Calgary, you would not have won. You would have been down just ever so slightly. If you'd have taken all three dogs, you'd be, I think, down ever so slightly. You'd have lost two, and then one was at 1.9 in Washington. Unless you could have found something at over two, then you would have won a, a hair, a fraction. Uh, taking all three dogs plus one and a half would have paid two winners and one loser. Anyway, I think that's where I got, I'm getting into the too much time. Baseball two and two yesterday. We got some money saved by doing the same uh, correlated parlays because of the Colorado loss at E at plus 115 rather than at minus 140. I believe it was everything else pretty much would have been the same. We would have risked more in the two wins, but we won't, we won. So the risk didn't affect us. And then the St. Louis game was a money line play at minus 115, which we lost. So that's the only loss is the 0.15 of that. All right, let's get into today's game. I think that's enough of a report card. Uh, so let's go with, since I'm on the baseball sheet, we'll look at that. I've got two official plays. I've got St. Louis minus 145, and I've got Milwaukee Brewers at minus one and a half in the puck line at minus 130. I don't like either one of them that well, so I'm doing them for half unit each. And I'm looking at the third game. It's contrarian play and also based on an excellent pitcher going on a home team, and that is Tampa Bay and Oakland. It's it's probably a layoff. It's a layoff now, and I'm gonna so it's a pass, but I'm telling you it's something that you're interested in. I'm gonna be looking at it a little harder. I just want to get this podcast out. I had three options. You can take Oakland on the money line around plus one ten. You can do a correlated parlay and take them plus one and a half. And paired up with under nine and a half at minus one hundred five, or you could say, "All right, Oakland to win and under nine and a half at plus one hundred sixty, which is the best I came up with. That was the one that almost made the card and still might." We got Kluber against Montas. 
Should be a low-scoring game. Monta should be able to close up Tampa Bay a little bit, and Oakland has trouble scoring. They did get enough on the board. They had five in the first inning yesterday, but there's a whole different class of pitcher today. So it's going to be low-scoring. Other options to take under seven and a half, but that's getting pretty juicy. And I didn't like it as much at seven. So that wasn't a play, and, and I don't recommend looking at it. I'm not going to look at it anymore after that. I just like the adjusted under on that game. I don't want to spend too much time on the would of games and not enough reasoning as to why the other games. But the matchups are right. See, see, St. Louis on the road, though, is only a half unit. Milwaukee, because they're a home team, having to win by two or more. They don't get the final at bat. I don't like that for more than a half unit either. And again, the Oakland game, again, contrarian. They've lost five in a row. They are at home. They aren't a good team. And they aren't going to be above 500 by the end of the year. They will not be above 500 by the end of the year. Yeah, you have to look at him in the situation with really an excellent pitcher who had a bad game his last outing, but will bounce back. That's been his MO. Uh, Oakland team that is scrapping, and they have most of the guys back. That They had the worst COVID problem in the league so far, and they got all of them back. There's nobody left in the COVID list. So and look at that. <clears throat> And again, the plus one and a half in Oakland, I'm passing on that one as the best option, I think, because, again, Oakland, if they lose, it's probably not going to be a close one. You're, you're really looking, let's say it goes to overtime. Well, look at last night. It went to extra innings. Well, it was tied. You know, actually, Oakland blew the lead in the ninth. They were winning the game, blew the lead in the ninth. And then they gave up quite a few runs in the top of the tenth and couldn't answer. And that's the problem. If you're the home team... The game's over when you're up by one. So that would give Oakland the plus one and a half as a better bet as the road team. But um, as the home team, they could be down. They could lose. They could give up five runs in the top of the 10th. You know, they did that essentially yesterday. They did do that yesterday. They gave up five runs in the top of the 10th and scored two. So anyway, that's enough. I'm getting too long again. So that's the St. Louis and then Milwaukee run line. Do what you want with that Oakland information. Looks you gotta you gotta give Oakland some some credit here with their home team and Montas on the mound. All right now uh, NBA. I like the home teams again, Miami and Phoenix. I do not even like them as much as I liked them the teams yesterday, and I didn't play them. I like over in both games. I do not like them. I like them even less than the home teams today. So why am I even mentioning this? Because I do believe in today's act line up here, you have live betting opportunities. In these specific matchups, I like the live betting opportunities quite a bit. Taking Miami and Phoenix, if you can get them, let's just say that they fall behind by enough where you can get them at a money line price just to win the game, and you're getting it no more than minus 120, those are buys. And those are official plays. If Again, I understand you may not watch the game or you may not be watching a, your app or your computer to, to, to do that. I understand that completely. I'm just saying they are official plays if Miami and Phoenix get to a money line price of minus 120 or less. And if the total drops 10 points, the over, going over the total, drops 10 points, any point in the first half. After the first half, after the half's done, I'm not interested anymore. 
then they are buys to take the over in both cases. These are strong live betting opportunities. I will move on from there. Going over to hockey, I do have some action, but they're smaller plays. I like the Carolina and Boston game to go over five and a half, and I like it quite a bit. I do think it's probably six in this game, but then I'm going to give you another option where it's maybe where it could be five, just in case. But I do like the I do I do like the over five and a half. I'll tell you that I have Carolina three point four nine and Boston two point four two, which is why I say six. Um, but four to two is a very logical outcome here, and so is four to three. By the way, anyway, I like over five and a half half a unit. I like Carolina minus one fifteen half a unit, and I am also going to go a correlated parlay: Carolina plus one and a half and over four and a half at minus one forty. I don't like minus 140 much, but I love that setup where Boston can win 3-2 to two and we take the bet at Carolina plus 1.5 over 4.5. So I'll pay that minus 140 for only a half unit. So getting a unit and a half down in this game, and if Boston blows them out, then, well, a blowout, you're going to at least get the total. But if it's a blowout in the terms of 5 to nothing, then we're you know in trouble to the tune of a unit and a half. But... I'm also not doing this game of the year, lock of the year, swear insert swear word stuff that some people, I just I can't stand that kind of behavior. But <clears throat> enough of that. Uh, next game, Toronto and Tampa Bay. Going to have to take Tampa Bay, or excuse me, Toronto. I don't know if that was a Freudian slip or what. Toronto minus 130. Here's what my logic is on that. Again, I mentioned before, I do think Toronto's going to take the series. They haven't won a first round series in, I don't know, since World War II or something, exaggerating a little bit. Tampa Bay, the two-time defending champions. And I'm not saying that Toronto's going to sweep this. I think Tampa Bay comes back and wins two in Tampa Bay at least. But <clears throat> so I, what I'm saying is this, this theory is going six for sure, in my humble opinion. But I think Toronto takes it at home here again. I really do. We move on to Minnesota and St. Louis. Well, here's the bounce back spot. And I hate this. I'm taking all four home teams again, and I, I hate that that I'm doing it. That's one of the reasons why they're only half a unit each. But Minnesota at home, they're going to beat St. Louis today. It's a minus 130, and I don't really have any other way to play that. I really wanted to take Minnesota plus one and a half and over four and a half. That got to be about minus 170. And I'm completely uninterested in that. But I like Minnesota to bounce back at home here. St. Louis is really playing well this year, and it could be one of those underdog surprise teams that advances. I I can't say that I'm I'm taking I can't say I'm taking Minnesota for the series because at this point, after one game, what I saw in one game, I don't like what I saw. But one game is only one game. People's opinions could change if Minnesota comes out here and wins seven to one or something. Seven to two, something like that. Let's say it's let's say it's a seven to two game, which means I should take the over, but I'm not taking that either. Minnesota minus one thirty is the only play for me, and it is a play. Now we move on to Edmonton and the LA Kings. You know, Edmonton could have a mental problem here. They've had problems getting out of the first round the last two years. Got two great players, McDavid and Dreisel. They got a lot more than that though, and that's why they're going to win this game. Is they do have depth this year compared to the last two years. 
But yeah, they got swept by Winnipeg. Winnipeg was not a good team last year. They got swept when they <laughs> in their next series, which tells you the story there. And the year before that, Chicago took them down. I believe it was Chicago. And yeah, the play-in for the COVID nonsense. But this is Edmonton all the way. You can take them on the full game money line if you want. I don't think you're risking. You're going to risk 190, 190 on that. But I'm taking regulation at minus 120 for half unit. But I am getting another half unit down on them. I'm taking Edmonton full game and over four and a half at minus 125. So essentially the same, minus 120, minus 125. I'm, I'm buying the overtime by taking the over four and a half. I'm buying the overtime just in case. Uh, I don't think it goes to overtime, but you just never know. I think there, obviously I think there's enough of a chance that I'm doing this here this way. And of course the, the juice is negligible difference, so that's logical to me. Essentially I'm betting one unit on Edmonton, and that's how I'm playing it. Now we move on to the pizza parlays. Edmonton to win and Carolina plus one. Now again it's plus one. Not all books do that. If you had to take plus one and a half you're going to have a slightly better chance of winning. You have no better, no more insurance from losing. What happens if if we if uh, Carolina loses by one, then it becomes a one game, one bet. So you just have Edmonton minus one ninety for your parlay bet, and you're in. You just win a little less than the person who bet Carolina plus one and a half. The problem with the one and a half is you pay a slight amount of juice. It was minus one hundred three. Edmonton and Carolina plus one and a half was minus 103. And that's absolutely a great bet. But as a matter of mostly principle on this, I decided I want plus money on my parlay. And I do think Carolina wins anyway. I just want a little insurance to not lose the bet. You see what I'm following there? So Carolina plus one only and Edmonton is plus 118. Two-team parlay for the pizza. These are pizza value parlays. For the beer Parlay value. Unless you're a heavy drinker, this is less bet than the other one, than your pizza expenditure. This one's going to be three insurance plays. We're taking Edmonton plus one, Carolina plus one, Minnesota plus one, plus 158 on this bet. You could take the plus one and a half on all three of them. I didn't even look. I'm guessing it's going to be like minus 110. Now, here's the logic behind that. Again, it's security play. I think all these teams win. You know that from what I did up on the other bets. Uh, let's say they lose by one, whether it be an overtime or regulation. That just erases that bet. So if Edmonton ties, then you end up with plus 106 on your bet. If it's Carolina that ties, that's your, in theory, worst-case scenario. You're minus 130 by taking Edmund, by winning the Edmonton Minnesota. If there's no Minnesota, if they tie, in other words, then it's minus 122. So none of those are bad bets. Minus 122, minus 130, and plus 106. If one of the three bets loses by one, the good thing is you don't lose the bet if they lose by just one. So there is a value there. Again, I don't want to spend too much time. These are just pizza and beer parlays. And again, I talked about the Brewers and the Cardinals, and I talked about the leans on NBA. And that is it. Best of luck.